0: In the name of Satan, rebel cast to earth and lord of our animistic nature, I demand the universal channel be opened wide so the forces of darkness may embrace us in this time. Grant us this desire as we embrace your nature as our own. We live as the beasts of the land, acknowledging and welcoming our essential character. We favor the impartial and condemn those that slight us. By the old gods and the new I ordain these things come to be. Come forth and realize our will. Awe Satana. Hail Satan. Welcome to Fool's Guide to the Occult. I'm the shadow on the moon at night.
1: And I'm Lexa. And today we're talking about, you guessed it, Satanism.
0: I've been wanting to do this one for a long time. We've thrown in flavors of it in past episodes, but now we're doing it for reals. Typically, we start out our episodes with a little bit of journaling, but let's be real. This is the first podcast in a long time, and I've not been keeping up with my journal. Uh, I will get back to that. It's good practice. I really encourage everyone to do it. Um, especially those regularly engaged in this kind of work. It's, you know, just good to keep track of what you're what you're up to um, and reflect on things. Uh, if you need a refresher on journaling, we did that in our very first episode in the so-called homework section, the stuff to practice this week. So you can hop back there and check that out.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with you about how important it is. It's definitely like one of the things at the heart of my practice. Um I used to have like a huge aversion to it though. Like I really had to work hard to like get into the habit of doing it cuz it seems like super like navel gazy and pointless, which it sort of is but also in a good way. I was actually able to work around that aversion by writing a different person's name on my first journal and like psychologically distancing myself from it and that that way I was able to get it done. So, you know, whatever gets you there, right? Uh, we're not talking yeah, about as chaos long as you don't like today but <laughs> we're going to be talking create about an
0: alternative personality in the process. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, unless you mean to. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, whatever works. We'll get to that in our next episode, I think. <laughs> All right, so Satanism is the topic of the day. Before we like, dive into what Satanism is today, we should talk about some history, yeah? Hell yeah. Okay, well, Satanism didn't really exist until the modern day. Prior to its formal organization as a religion in the 20th century, the idea of Satanism was really just used to scare people into submission to the church's authority and to brand uh, practitioners of other religions as subhuman heretics worthy of persecution or even execution, such as like the witch trials and things like that. And these are tactics really right out of Propaganda 101 that are still used today.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Yeah. You know, we'll get into this a little bit in, in, a, in a bit, but, like, Satan was kind of just this righteous dude who rebelled against the tyranny of God and was trapped in hell for doing so. Then he gets turned into this kind of boogeyman to scare children and adults alike for some 1,700 years or so um, after Christianity was officially adopted by Rome in the 300s. And in some ways, it's still used to do the same thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's still continues on
0: it definitely does but less maybe than it did oh only in certain circles right
1: for sure
0: for sure 1400s you get uh Dante Alighieri the Italian poet who wrote uh, the Inferno as well as the the, the other books in the trilogy Um, And he brands Satan as basically the ultimate villain. But it wasn't until about the 17th century, you get the Romantic era writers, kind of like John Milton, who wrote Paradise Lost, and they rebrand Satan as like the rebellious antihero. And then you get uh, 19th century. uh, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Gisu Carducci. Um, I'm assuming that's another Italian guy by his last name. And he writes the Hymn to Satan, which is pretty totally dope poem if you are into poetry and satanism you can check that out it's like online um around the same time the famous poet william blake illustrated paradise lost and also wrote the marriage of heaven and hell which describes satan as more of the savior than uh, christ and again same time you get madame helena blavatsky Who's the founder of the Theosophical Society, who uh, also wrote favorably of Satan calling him the bringer of wisdom? Uh, if you think back, like Satan is tied to Lucifer, light bringer. So before his fall from heaven, Satan, which translates as adversary, was known as the angel Lucifer, which I just said means light bringer, bringer of light, uh, has been interpreted by some to be knowledge and wisdom. You can see this in uh, the Bible when the serpent, who many people also attribute to Satan, offers Eve the apple of the tree of knowledge, which I think is probably actually a mushroom. In Greek mythology, you have Prometheus, who is punished for something quite similar, right? bringing fire and teaching humanity. Many other cultures have similar stories that predate Christianity, mischievous, divine being defying all the other gods and instructing humanity can be traced back even to ancient Samaria and Mesopotamia. 1897, we have a Polish gentleman, uh, another name that I'm going to butcher <laughs> even more than the Italian, uh, but I'll give it a shot. Uh, Stanislaw Prezbiz...
1: There's a lot of consonants in this name.
0: Yes. Prezbizowski?
1: Prezbizowski?
0: Something like that. Somebody can uh, can yeah, let us know, guys. Email us and tell us how to pronounce that properly. Uh, anyway, he wrote two books about Satan, where he takes on the form akin more to like a modern political anar- anarchist, mm-hmm. like the the political theory of anarchism, not the propaganda version. And then in the early twentieth century, we get Aleister Crowley,
1: aka the Great Beast Six Six Six, wickedest man in the world.
0: Yeah, that guy. <laughs> who writes uh, the Hymn to Lucifer. And then there's an offshoot of his group in Germany called
1: uh, Satanik Magie.
0: There you go. Great. Anyway, that was formed by Gregor A. Gregorius. Um, they adopted Satan as an official part of their cosmology, and many of his writings have been used in modern Satanism. Interesting little side note here, that group is still around today. Then we have modern Satanism, which emerges around 1966 with Anton LaVey founding the Church of Satan. A lot of counterculture influence there, just in the context of the time. Even a lot of it uh, was about embracing our true human or animalistic nature, um, as well as many of the so-called sins of Christianity, which seem to be more, you know, forms of oppression, really. And this is like written right into Lavey's nine satanic statements. And should we just read right through all those?
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Let's do it. All
0: right. So the first one is. Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence.
1: Satan represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams.
0: Satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of a hypocritical self-deceit.
1: Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates.
0: Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek.
1: Satan represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires.
0: Satan represents man as just another animal, sometimes better, more often worse than those that walk on all fours who, because of his divine spiritual intellect, intellectual development has become the most vicious animal of them all.
1: Satan represents all of the so-called sins, as they all lead to physical, mental, or emotional gratification.
0: Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had, as it has kept it in business all these years. (laughs) i saw that on a t-shirt once and i really wish i'd bought it
1: yeah i don't know if you uh listeners are getting kind of a sense for this but this guy's definitely got a bit of a sense of humor the satanic bible by Antelope is very funny it's very funny oh it's hilarious
0: if you've never read it just just pick it up It's,
1: it's a good time I think, it's fun. Yeah, I think a big part of this for him is like, you know, just the the whole idea of like using these symbols to kind of deprogram yourself, um, which will do.
0: Definitely- yeah, and and the whole like A lot of it is just like turning Christianity upside down and kind of making a parody of it, too, which is really fun.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. So as we mentioned, tell me more about the Satanic Bible.
0: Yeah, sure. So the Satanic Bible, uh, from which the previous statements come, was not published until 1969. It's about three years after LeVay founded the Church of Satan. Uh, heavily Christi- uh, criticizes Christianity and encourages uh, individual autonomy.
1: So yeah, and one of the main criticisms that I've heard, like, um, levied at this this book, um, is that LeVay, Some people think that Levee like ha- borrowed a little bit too heavily from Anne Rand or Ayn Rand, uh, a Russian American author and philosopher. There's definitely some, you know, philosophical overlap there. Um, actually, on the sure. Church of Satan's website, there's like a pretty good article written by. Nemo, Magister in the Church, which is a pretty freaking sweet title, I do have to say. Um, yeah. And he breaks it down pretty well um, about like the central differences between Levayan Satanism and Objectivism, which is Ayn Rand's philosophy. So like if you're into that stuff, you definitely go check that out. And there's there's definitely some uh, pretty distinct differences, but a lot of similarities. Sure.
0: And I mean, there's always going to be similarities between like various forms of intellectual thought. I mean, to definitely. nothing... You know, nothing comes out of isolation, right? We're all influenced by each other in one way or another. Yeah,
1: that's absolutely true.
0: Satanists in general aim to take responsibility for their lives rather than be uh, comforted by this or that God or some other form of dogma. As Satanism grew over the next 60 years, a diversity of beliefs and practices grew with it, uh, resulting in many splinter groups, some of which we'll talk about in a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think one of the uh, bigger and one more like well-known ones was uh, the Ten- Temple of Set. In 1974, Michael Aquino and Lil St. Clair, which were members of the Church of Satan, I think they're kind of pretty high up. Um, they decided to break away from uh, the church because they had some philosophical uh, disagreements with LeVay. Um, and they form the Temple of Set.
0: Yeah, and there's a a good documentary called the Occult, the Occult Experience, which actually interviews the two of them. And uh, I think it's like free on Amazon, or not Amazon, but uh, YouTube. It, the quality's pretty bad, but it's it's worth looking at.
1: Cool. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. So this is theistic Satanism, where like practitioners believe like there actually is a supreme like supernatural being. Um, and they kind of they kind of look at Satan as like, like, he's the major god, but he's like kind of like an older brother or uh, it's kind of like a little bit more abstract, um, but it's actually the Egyptian god set. Um, also, there's a side note about Michael Aquino. He is a former lieutenant colonel in the US Army who specialized in psychological warfare during the Vietnam War. So that's fun. Um, he also has these really incredible eyebrows, which absolutely defy description. Uh, you guys should definitely look up a picture of this guy because it's absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, he's he's an interesting looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of the military, in 1978, the U.S. Army started including Satanism in its manual for religious chaplains as an official faith, though Satanism wouldn't be officially recognized by the U.S. Supreme Court uh, under the First Amendment until like... Last year, which brings us to the satanic panic of the 1980s, which is utter kind of bullshit. Frankly, the serial killer Richard Ramirez was one of the only people actually convicted at the time who himself claimed to be a Satanist. Most everything else during the time was either total hogwash or, you know, people accusing you know, their friends and neighbors and people they'd known for a long time for things they didn't do. Kind of like the Salem witch trials or how McCarthyism played out in reality. Love thy neighbor, turn them in.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a classic moral panic here. And it's just, it's really sad too because like lives were destroyed by the delusions of like a handful of people. Like, people with, like, these dark fantasies, which were then, like, propagated by sensationalist media. You know, and the, one of the more famous ones is the McMartin preschool um, case where these preschool... Uh, uh, go look it up. This, it's kind of beyond the scope of what we're talking. Go on and on and on it about is. this thing. You know,
0: like, last podcast on the left did... Uh, an episode on the Satanic Panic, and it, they go like way in detail about those stories. So like, just go check yeah, that definitely. out. Yeah, definitely. There's all ki- good. Like,
1: oh, there's all yeah. There's all kinds of great like documentaries about this stuff too. But yeah, it's it's just like it's so ironic because like the saddest part about it is that like there was actually like this widespread pattern of abuse of children, and it was like going on. And the people, like like everybody was afraid, the people that were doing it were being protected by like a powerful organization. But it was not the Satanists who were responsible for that one.
0: No, not at all. Anyway, moving forward with Satanism. In 1977, there was a group in New York City called the Satanic Reds, which mixed Satanism and socialist political theory. And 1997 also marks the death of Anton LaVey and a change in leadership and exodus of a huge number of followers when the new high priest of the Church of Satan, Peter H. Gilmore, claimed that only like official card carrying members of the Church of Satan were true Satanists, which is sort of a rather unsatanic claim. That's
1: super uncool. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Stupid. 2013 we get luciferianism with michael ford's organization the greater church of lucifer as well as the satanic temple which was specifically referred to as non uh, non non-theistic religion by its co-founders uh lucian greaves and malcolm jerry the temple uh has been involved in several high profile protest actions over the years including attempting to have a statue of baphomet installed in both Oklahoma and Arkansas.
1: Yeah, there's a documentary about these guys. It's called Hail Satan with a question mark uh by Penny Lane. Yeah. It's pretty good. I don't know. Uh if nothing else you can I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean
0: I think there was some hypocrisy in there too though. Do you remember so like there's the one girl who runs her own temple and then she gets her charter revoked because she like advocated violence against uh trump when he yeah. was elected or something like that
1: yeah, no i do like, and that's the thing is like it's it's definitely a political organization right so it's like i don't know man politics for sure it's definitely interesting though I, I i agree with a lot of what they're trying to do and i could i don't know man it's such a tough call because like if you're gonna play politics you gotta play the game but i don't know yeah right? exactly I, know. I
0: mean their goal was like to to challenge or like uphold basically first amendment rights right Mm. and make satanism an official religion but um the same time they had to like contend with the individualism and stuff within their own set of beliefs yeah no for sure for
1: sure well i mean if nothing else guys you should watch it to uh watch lucian graves because he's kind of a smoke show and that's fun too so
0: Yeah. It, all in all, it's, it's a great documentary. Let's see. 2018. Uh, I have this fun article that I read to one of my U.S. history classes a few years ago. Uh, when it came out, we had just finished discussing the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So I thought it'd be fun to kind of shake their worlds up a little bit. And this is an eighth grade U.S. history class, by the okay, way, not fun. like high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was written by uh, this person, Madeline Hawk Holcomb of CNN on December 6th, uh, 2018, titled The Illinois' Capitol is Ringing in the Holidays with a Satanic Statue. <laughs> and essentially the article discusses the capital of Illinois giving permission for a small Satanic statue to sit in the capital over the holidays, alongside uh, Christian and Jewish displays. Uh, the case was pretty divided, or I'm sorry, the class was pretty divided on their feelings, but it was a really great uh, discussion. We devoted a whole class to it. And we had a little debate. It was, it was that pretty sounds fun.
1: amazing, man. If I would be able to go back into eighth grade, I would definitely want to take your class.
0: <laughs> I, you know, I try to have fun with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Portland chapter of the Satanic Temple actually chose to discontinue their own charter and uh, became Satanic Portland instead due to the temple's failure to respond to their questions regarding taking a stance against fascists continuously showing up in Portland and trying to start shit. Hmm. Uh, So many people argued that Satanism as a, a religion supports individuality. And thus cannot take a stance against any form of politics. The local group disagreed, and so you know they left the Satanic t- Temple and have had like a pretty strong presence at uh, many, if not all, of the counter rallies that have happened here in Portland. Um, they also cool. show up for like um, Pride and stuff like that when like groups like the Hellraising Street Preachers show up, or they they did like um unbaptism ceremony thing. Uh, downtown at one point which was kind of interesting 2019 the temple was officially recognized as a religion by the u.s supreme court
1: all right so as we've seen satanism is not a monolithic concept there's all kinds of different groups with their own ideas doing their own versions of it Uh, and most of the satanists that i've met are super chill but like any swath of the population you're gonna find some creeps and some assholes um there have been some (laughs) pretty horrible things that have happened like over especially over in europe where uh, the people like responsible have claimed to be Satanists, um, so I just want to go over a few of the more famous ones. Um, also, just a warning, like for super sensitive people, it's a little bit gnarly. So you know, trigger warning, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: Totally. So
1: in 2005 in Italy, uh, eight people calling themselves the Beasts of Satan. Some people referred to this as like a metal cult. I think they were like a like a metal band too. Huh. They went on trial for, like, the murder of, like, these three people and the, the suicide of a fourth. Um, I'll quote from a BBC article. Um, so, it's like, claims by members of the group that they were acting in the name of Satan have shocked the Catholic country um, where the murders took place. This was in Italy. Mm. Uh, the murders appeared to have been part of a drug-fueled satanic ritual involving sex and heavy metal music. Well, so far, that sounds like fun. Know, but right? it Apparently, it went <laughs> terrible after that. <laughs> The affair was exposed last year when the body of the most recent victim, 27-year-old, I'm sorry to the victim, I'm probably not going to be able to pronounce your name correctly, but I'm going to try. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, Peziota. Uh, she, uh was killed in January 2004, and um, she was discovered in a forest outside the sleepy commuter village of Poisto Arizo uh, in northern Italy. I probably did not pronounce that either, but yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> two of the ringleaders were given life in prison prison, and the others received between 24 and 26 years. So in 2010, the uh, telegraph paper in the UK was reporting on the trial of seven teens who were accused of murdering four people in what they claimed was a satanic ritual. They reportedly stabbed their victims 666 times and desecrated the remains by consuming the flesh. Uh, And they were given up to 20 years in prison. So these stories are, of course, super tragic. um, And I think they serve an important role, of like reminding us to do our best to protect ourselves. Um, And they also illustrate that any ideology which is not tempered by reason can be an incredibly dangerous and destructive thing.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah, say what you like about the politics of the satanic temple, but I think their fundamental tenets, the seven tenets, are pretty good.
0: Yeah, so let's read through those. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason.
1: The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should be that should prevail over laws and institutions.
0: One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will, one's own will alone.
1: The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own.
0: Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world, one should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's own beliefs.
1: People are fallible, if one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that it might have caused."
0: And every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. And with that, I think it's time for an interlude.
1: All right. Okay guys, here's my disclaimer. So tarot can be a super useful tool. It's packed full of symbolism and meanings. Um, each individual can have sort of a different experience when they use the deck. So I'm going to talk a little bit about, like, my personal interpretation and kind of, like, my idea about the card. Um, It's been influenced by the author Sally Nichols and her book, uh, Tarot and the Archetypal Journey, um, as well as my own experience, you know, kind of messing around with it. Um, So in other words, it's not going to be the exact definition that you're going to find in, like, the little book that comes with the cards. So, and you might have a different interpretation of what the card means to you, and that's totally cool. Uh, Use the deck or don't. Uh, in whatever way is good for you so today's card is the devil (laughs) i could (laughs) i could talk about this card forever it's definitely one of my favorites but i'm going to try to keep this succinct for you guys okay so in the rider Waite coleman smith deck which is sort of the one that's like you know the most widely used i think yeah for sure uh the devil card depicts the two uh two naked figures one male and one female um it looks like they're the lovers right from the lover card But they're kind of (laughs) transformed. They've got got little horns now. They've got chains around their neck. Uh, There's definitely like kind of dungeon vibes uh, in this card. It's a little kinky. Yeah, it definitely is, which I think is fitting for the card. So they're chained to this pillar and crouching atop of it is the figure of the devil, um, who here is kind of like a chimera. It's kind of like a Baphomet looking kind of interpretation of it. Um, he's got, like, male and female figures. I shouldn't say he... Uh, they have both male and female figures, uh, like, bat wings. There's, like, a clawed feet of, like, a bird of prey. He's got horns and, like, a fuzzy face and fuzzy legs. So he's throwing the, like, you know, as above, so below gesture. He's got one arm up and one arm down. Um, and the arm that's down is actually holding a torch. Um, he's sort of, like, you know, putting the putting the fire down, putting the fire to earth, like, which... Uh, we, we can talk about more later, but, um, so there's also, there's a five-sided star fix on his forehead pointing down and it's a pentacle, right? And so th- in the tarot, like the suit of pentacles or discs, um, it's all about like manifestations in the physical realm, which sort of like makes total sense because it's the devil who rules there in the physical realm.
0: Right. Or like going back to the torch, like bringing light to the earth, like light bringer exactly. wisdom, that whole yeah. thing. Yeah,
1: no, for sure. And like, or just that, like, uh, Yeah. That, like, intensity of, like, you know, like, the like the sort of, like, hedonism intensity of it. All right, so the first 22 cards of the tarot deck, a.k.a. Trump cards, although that name seems a little loaded all of a sudden. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'll just call them the Major Arcana. How about that? It's better. <laughs> they tell a story um, when we kind of, like, look at them in order. Um, so by the time we get to the devil card, which is number 15, um, and if you're into numerology, uh, 15 becomes six because um, you've got one plus five. So when we get to this guy, um, there's like there's already many obstacles that have been overcome by like the hero, um, like, for instance, death, which is number thirteen. So the hero of the story is like gained some degree of mastery over this like earthly realm by the time they face the devil. So if we take a closer look at the card, like, we can kind of see that, like, the chains around the necks of the figures are, like, slack. Like, it would be possible for them to escape if they wanted to, but they seem to be, like, into it. They're kind of enjoying themselves. <laughs> so I think a big question that this card makes me think about is, like, like will these guys take off their chains, you know? Like, will they realize that, like, yeah, they're having a great time, but they're also, like, in, you know, being imprisoned, like, will they take off their chains uh, or are they going to, you know, remain tied up like a happy dog at their master's feet? So only like in tasting the fruits of temptation can we truly gain mastery over it. And only by facing the monsters that lurk in the shadowy labyrinth of the mind can we ever free ourselves from our inner bondage.
0: Oh, and that's like a huge topic of our next episode, I think. Definitely. So perfect. Great summary of the devil. Thank you. Um, I think we're going to talk about what Satan means to each of us next and what kind of satanic practice looks like. Sure. So I think I kind of, I mean, earlier on, touched on my own feelings about it. I mean, like, it goes back to, like, Paradise Lost and that kind of stuff and seeing um, the the literary figure of Satan more as an antihero rather than, like, uh, this evil kind of person uh, Punisher of the Wicked and, like, I mean, deceiver creature that's kind of roaming around, um, mm-hmm. tempting everyone. Um, and I'm a big fan of, like, anti-hero characters in general, um, especially in, like, comic books and stuff like that. And I've talked about that a lot in other episodes. Um, just, like, my love for the anti-hero characters. So, I mean, it really it gets me in that, in that way. And I also am all about the whole, like, hedonistic, uh, you know, Epicurean aspects of it as well um so yeah, yeah i mean i <laughs> think I, I think to me yeah that that that's satan
1: yeah no for sure i think i agree with you like definitely like on the kind of like idea of like this like luciferianism like like the light that i see lucifer bringing is like the light of reason right like the like fire right like it's like almost like promethean i think i think kelena Bolotsky kind of talked about this a little bit but like it's you know it's it's but it's it's helpful but it's dangerous it's like you know fire is like the first technology the fire can warm or the fire can burn you know the light can shine it can help you see or it can blind you right like so I, I kind of like that idea and also just this idea of like so when I first heard and this is obviously this is obviously not an original thought but this was just my first reaction to it when I heard the story of Adam and Eve is like we weren't human until we ate the apple, right? Like, isn't that the point when we became humans, right? Like,
0: yeah, because before that, th- they were just like drones, right?
1: I-, I mean, so I don't understand why it's so terrible. I don't get it. I- I'm sorry. I just don't get it. <laughs>
0: I mean, they- <laughs> You know, we could do a whole episode on, like, being confused about Christianity because there's a lot to go into
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: about that. Yeah, well, and
1: there's, I, I don't really, I don't have, like, a problem with Christianity for so I think there's some, definitely some cool shit in there for sure, but, um, I mean, I have, there's things I would choose to improve about it for sure, too, but, like, I, we could talk about that definitely, like, in another episode. Yeah,
0: totally. And, you know, I I'm, think... Go ahead. Okay.
1: <laughs> Um, I, I think what you were saying too about like the anti-hero thing hits with me pretty well too. Um, sort of like, I see it as like the practice of kind of like standing up against unjust authority.
0: Right. Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: so like, for instance, okay. So my dad went to Catholic school when he was a kid and he's a left-handed person.
0: So he got hit a lot.
1: Yeah. So he said they would, they would like fucking slap him on the wrist with a ruler every time he tried to write with his left hand. Yeah that's the thing because apparently it's super important to conform to society by being right handed Some I, I don't know but yeah it like it kind of like messed him up it's really it's really sad you know it's so stupid with this like idea of like you know the left hand like it's being like it's sinister it's sin- like the left hand pass the other you know like you're like you're not conforming to like the mainstream you're like on the fringes and I guess if you're, like, on the fringes, it's, like, it's dangerous to be out there, like, on the outskirts. It's, like, much safer to be running with the pack, right? Um, so it requires, like, a lot more per- personal, like, responsibility, but it also allows for a lot more personal agency.
0: Right. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, totally.
1: That's what Satanism means to me.
0: Perfect. What about, like, Satanic practice for you? And then we'll talk about just in general.
1: Um, I think that a big part of my satanic practice is um it kind of plays out like in my daily life like my big satanic project right now is that i want to undermine some of these like um outdated ideas like revolving like around like sex and stuff that we still have in our culture totally i think are like still causing people like a lot of pain you know i think that we could reduce a lot of suffering and give people a lot of power if we kind of start to revise our thinking on this so I am working to do that in any way that I can.
0: Yeah, definitely, that's great, cool. I think for me, um, a lot of the same kind of stuff, right? Like personal autonomy, individualism, like not conforming to some kind of prescribed social construct or cultural paradigm of some kind. Just kind of like raw self-expression is pretty important. And that's, I mean, me on the personal level, um, but when it comes to you know individual practice, I think it's it's really the same thing. Like an individual practitioner is going to adopt and adapt uh, the concepts of Satanism and whichever brand of Satanism they they decide to link themselves with, um, they're going to a- a- adopt and adapt that in their own way. Um, And I've seen a lot of variety in what that actually looks like, you know, between the, the atheistic and the theistic practitioners as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is, it's it, the whole idea behind it is so individualistic that it, you know, I'm sure that everybody's practice looks a little bit different.
0: Yeah, for sure. For an example, like uh, a while ago, I was, I found an article and I don't remember how I came across it, but it was basically, it might've been on Reddit actually, where people were like sharing their satanic altars, right? And so everyone's altar was entirely different. There were some common themes, right? Red and black was pretty common. Some kind of like bones or like death-related memorabilia of some kind. And then candles. And those were like the pretty common themes. But other than that, it varied really wildly.
1: Cool. That sounds interesting for sure. I I love seeing pictures of people's altars. That's always fun.
0: Yeah. And it's like a very personal thing. So it's kind of neat. In the Satanic Bible, LeVay kind of outlines some of the uh, like rituals and things. Like if you are approaching Satanism from like a magical perspective, like how to do uh Satanic ritual and Satanic magic. But like, again, not all Satanists are like believe in that. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's. Options. Yeah, definitely. All right. Does that kind of bring us around to the end?
1: I think so. Um, guys out there, if you are practicing Satanist, email us and let us know about your uh practice what does it look like to you what does it mean to you we want to hear uh also hit us up on facebook uh fellow travelers group
0: yep that's within the main fool's guide to the occult facebook page there's like a community page off of that also um fool's guide on instagram and yeah that's our that's our social media cool cool we've got some homework for you
1: yes We do. All right. So the homework for this week is to perform a satanic act by standing up for someone who is oppressed by the powers that be. Or you could indulge in unapologetic individualism by letting your freak flag fly. You could lead others by noble example without infringing upon their agency. Or you could bring the light of reason to a situation that might desperately need it, like helping people not to panic with all the crazy shit that's going on. So... Yes, get out there and do your satanic duty. Hail Satan. Hail Satan.
0: All right, uh, we got some work cited to hit you with really fast. We'll just alternate through these, exploring differences, uh, different branches of Satanism from learningreligions.com.
1: Italy Satanic Murder Trial opens from bbc.com.
0: Tarot and the Archetypal Journey, The Jungian Path from Darkness to Light by Sally Nichols.
1: Satanism, history.com.
0: Satanism and Objectivism from the Church of Satan.
1: The Satanic Bible by Anton Cenzor Levy.
0: Satanic Cult, Teens Sacrifice and Ate Their Victims, thetelegraph.com.
1: Tenets, thesatanictemple.com.
0: We just had a Amazon delivery while I was reading that out loud, and I'm very curious what they think leaving the house. (laughs) Anyway, our last one is uh, Russian Satanist Jailed for Ritual Sacrifice uh, in Teen Killings from Telegraph.com.
1: So we have something special to close with for you guys.
0: Yes, today. this is The Hymn to Lucifer by Alistair Crowley.
1: Or Crowley. Crowley? Don't add us. Mr. <laughs> Crowley.
0: I don't. I pronounce it like how Ozzy Osbourne does in the song. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I have read a bunch of this dude's poetry, though, and he does name his last... He, he rhymes his last name with Holy... I think it's. I think it might be Crowley.
0: Huh? Interesting. I like
1: Crowley. Like that's how my I instinctively want to say it. I have to continuously correct myself.
0: (laughs) Where, nor of good nor ill, what aim hath act without its climax, death? What savior hath life? An impeccable machine, exact. He paces an insane and pointless path to glut brute appetites. His soul content, how tedious were he fit to comprehend himself. More, this our noble element, our fire and nature, love of spirit, unkenned, life hath no spring, no axle, and no end.
1: His body, a blood ruby radiant, with noble passion, sun-souled Lucifer, swept through the dawn colossal, swift aslant, on Eden's imbecile perimeter. He blessed non-entity with every curse. And spiced with sorrow the dull soul of sense, breathed life into the sterile universe, with love and knowledge drove out innocence.
0: The key of joy the key to joy is, is disobedience. disobedience. Hell Satan.
1: Hell Satan.